0: Raise your hand if you bought or were gifted a baby book before your child was born. Okay, be honest. Did you make it past the first couple of pages? And if you did, be honest with me, did you do a whole bunch of milestones at once? It's okay to admit it. That's what we call mom life. Society and Instagram make us feel so obligated to these little treasures like a baby book, but One New York City Mom has a way to help ease your stress a little bit and also involve the entire family. Jill Carol Wiener is the author of When We Became Three and her newest, When We Became Four. They're memory books for the whole family that allow you to stop and remember the fun and the funny in this thing called life. Without further ado, here's New York Times bestselling author, Jill Carol Wiener. From New York City, USA,
1: welcome to the Fox 5 Podcast Network.
0: Today we are talking about something that, well, frankly, I have not yet started, and I feel serious mom guilt. As a result, I have not even tackled the baby book. And people keep saying to me, did you write down when Matthew rolled over for the first time? And I'm like, well, I think I have notes in my iPhone someplace. But honestly, I was so sleep deprived. I'll just make something up when he's older and hope that it passes for <laughs> for a good excuse. But there is one woman who is trying to make it a little simpler on us. Her name is Jill Caroliner And she is the author of When We Become Three and When We Become Four. It's a modern day uh, baby Milestone or Memory Book for the Whole Family. Hi, Jill. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Great to have you here. Thank you so much. Hopefully you, you can help me get my life together <laughs> or at least at least make it believable so that when I hand one of these books over to my kid he's not like mom you did this all when I was 20 years old <laughs> exactly that's my goal That's yeah. my goal. Um, okay so let's just start talking a little bit about who you are um w- your path to motherhood how the, the the Jill before she became Jill the author
1: yes so jill i was a very independent person and so even getting married was a struggle for me i i had trouble you know what's going to happen am i going to give up my identity and my independence and so you can only imagine what it was to become a mom oh yeah i was excited but i was really nervous and i i was afraid of it in terms of um what it would do to my to my career as a freelance writer. And my spontaneous romantic relationship with my husband, because you always hear that, you know, romance goes right out the window. And, you you know, as a freelancer, I would have to always choose, you know, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make it work? And so... Was the
0: pregnancy, was your, were your pregnant, you have one child? I have two. Two. Were they planned pregnancies?
1: They were planned. And um, I was over 30. And so people always say, you know, I don't know. I didn't know if it would be hard to get pregnant or mm-hmm. what would happen. So yeah, we wanted to have okay. a baby. And yeah, we were lucky we didn't have trouble.
0: So, um, so would you say you were um, a reluctant first time mom? Or were you somebody who embraced it so completely? What I find, and I think this is even true in my own life, that I was excited for that chapter of being pregnant, feeling what that would feel like, giving birth, experiencing that, and becoming a first time mom. But Deathly afraid of what it would do to the rest of my life because I also had this have slash had this fear of total implosion, right? Once the baby comes or once you make the decision to have a baby, yes. Um, I'd say that was absolutely
1: true. I, um, I had a, even my perception of moms was dated you know, it was like, oh, a mom needs to do this, and a mom needs to do that, and I'm not like that, I can't do that, like, I always played sports, and I'm very competitive, and I wondered how my, everything would change, and um, so I, it was very hard, I was reluctant, I didn't even, I thought I was having so much fun, like, everything was good, I would have You know, kept doing that for 20 years and then had
0: kids. Right. So. I have felt that way too. Like, this is all so good. I've curated (laughs) such a great life. Am I throwing it all out the window by taking the next step, by sort of going into the unknown? And I think a lot of professional moms really do feel that way.
1: Yes, me too. And And, also. And and, and, sorry, and a lot of people don't admit that. Right. Well, how can you balance everything? Because we're so busy day to day with our regular jobs and trying to be super women and accomplish so much how can you add this little life you know how will you do it and also I grew up I was the youngest of three kids and my whole family I was the youngest so I never saw what it takes to raise a child and mm. it was always all a mystery to me so um but, but then you had the baby the so one and
0: then you had two so you figured it out
1: <laughs> i figured it out and i said i'm not going to be a traditional what i think a traditional mom might be like or the old stereotypical mom might be like but one of the things i want is a memory book because i'm not going to remember <laughs> and i want to share these stories with my kids i know you know it's great to have that later on and so i received some as presents And I was, I guess I was taken aback they were so um, traditional. They were so, they were either all about the baby and they were not like really fun things about the baby, like, you know, where you went, you know, I don't know, something you did that was fun, or your first outing, your first this, or your first that, but it was statistics, date baby rolled over, date baby took a first step, date baby ate. I'm like, there is no way I'm gonna remember this. Right. And also I had, I'm kind of an easygoing person, but a lot of my friends Uh, You know, it's very stressful to have that kid. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, and also there's some... books that say at this time your baby should be doing this and at this time your baby shouldn't be should be doing that and like sometimes that doesn't happen and people are so upset they think
0: you know that they've missed a milestone
1: yes yeah they've missed a milestone or their baby isn't on track to do the right thing their baby's behind their baby's this when really people develop rural humans Mm -hmm. so anyway so I wanted to I I didn't know what to do I was like well I'm not doing that I can't do it I'm going to be a failure Mm -hmm. at the baby memory book
0: You realize, I mean, you obviously look through the books and you realize that they weren't for you.
1: Yeah, they were, a lot of them were mommy journals, which are great. all, you know, the feelings, how you feel about this and that and how wonderful this is and how hard that is. Or they were all about the baby and these milestones. And I had got a sense that, you know, a lot of the books I got had bunnies on them or this. I was like, I'm not raising a bunny. It's not a bunny. It's going to be a <laughs> real a person. Right. It's not a puppy. And they're not perfect and I'm not perfect. And also, where is my husband in this? You know, what about oh, him? Oh, yeah, him. Remember Wait. him? <laughs> <laughs> they're another person. Like, I'm not getting stuck with this thing by myself. Even though
0: I wanted to do it, I wanted to do it together. Yeah. And So how did you then morph from tired, exhausted mom who didn't feel like the baby books that she was gifted were right for her into, oh, wait a second. Remember that past life that I had as a writer? I can actually use that for good here.
1: Yes. Well, what happened to me is probably what happened to a lot of people. Something changes in their life. So I was writing. So instead of writing, I used to do like investigative journalism or um sports i wrote a lot about sports i started to write about parenting and then uh i started to expand from parenting back to some of the things i used to write about like sports and then all of a sudden there was um like um a financial crisis and some of my editors got fired in 08 was it that Yeah. yeah it was in 08 and so i started to think you know what maybe here's a good time to try a book you know, why don't I use this as an opportunity? And so I went about saying, how would I do it? And I looked at the other books, and I looked at what was good about them. And what I liked is that, essentially, they were about the kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't like it. I thought, well, it's, it, it lacks, it doesn't tell a story. It's just about a baby, and every baby from these books are the same. They yeah. have a different birthday, they have a different day they walk, they have a different day they said their first word, but there's so much you can do here, and it can be funny and it could be romantic like you. It, it should tell the whole story, that's what it is. It, it should have the narrative arc of your relationship, but it should be easy to do. And it doesn't have to have dates. It has feelings and emotions. Like, it can tell your love story. Like, when we met, it was an earthquake, a real disaster. Or it was a <laughs> soft, drizzling rain, comfortable. Or it was, you know, we felt sparks. You know, fireworks, we felt, felt sparks. Of course, it starts from the best to the worst. Right. And everything is like that. Everyone has their story. And so, I, actually, the publisher said, why don't we put, start it with the Mad Libs? And we'll make these chapters. And so the first is an easy, you fill in the blank about your love story. And then it goes to a short pregnancy section which which of the seven pregnant dwarfs were you? Crazy, moody, sleepy, grumpy. <laughs> and it's romantic, qualities of your partner you want baby to have. And that's under a quote by Groucho Marx. She got her looks from her father, he's a plastic surgeon. <laughs> because you forget, like you start to argue or you get lost. And you forget about each other and why you had this little project, you know, why you have this beautiful little baby. And then it's all about, you know, it's a mom. It's a, it goes, you know, instead of just, it's a baby with the birth date and that stuff. It's also, it's a mom and it's a dad because you are new. You've never been that before. And it's about everyone learning and growing together. And there's like, if you were a baby animal, you'd be a koala cuddly and Sleepy. Not my kid. Or a puppy, joyous and playful.
0: Yeah, a little bit of that. Or a
1: howler monkey constantly like wailing. In there, there, there's also a piranha. <laughs> <Terodactyl>. Piranha constantly <laughs> sniffing at mom. So we try to make it because also, you know, you go through sometimes when you have the baby, like three minutes could seem like three hours. Yeah. You're in this moment. And then when you see the book and how it changes, you realize it's just a moment in time. I'm going to be okay. And it was really such a fun project. Um, the first book. I can tell you about the second yeah. one later. But you
0: know, it's funny that you mentioned that I was actually just talking to my ten year old nephew yesterday and he said, I can't believe Matthew's already eight months old. I said, I can't believe it either. And the thing to your point that I am so amazed by is I used to measure things with him month to month, who so say, Oh, well, at eight weeks and then at Twelve weeks, and but now I feel like it's week to week, as because things are starting to change so rapidly. And my nephew said, or maybe is it day to day? And I go, well, I, I don't know. I <laughs> all my days run together. I'm going week to week here, but it's true. They, they they grow and they change really so fast that I now fully understand the idea of, you know, the days are long but the years are short. Yes, um, and that's what's nice about a baby book is that. I, and I'm surprised that more moms don't do it. I don't think it, they are as popular, traditional baby books. I don't think they are as popular as they used to be. At least my mom has full books on all of us. My grandmother has books on my mom and her brother. But I don't know a lot of people my age that are first-time moms that are filling out baby books. They, as I was joking before about notes in my iPhone, but that's what a lot of people are doing now.
1: Yes. Yeah. And um, iPhones are great and photographs are great, but they really capture that one second and this also, some of the things that are good about it are they foster communication between the parents. But I, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to get to your point. It's wonderful to, that we have the iPhone and this and that. I think the baby books still aren't like this one. Right. You know, I think they still, you need dates. and No one wants to be a failure at what they do. And, you know, so I tried to do it so you could do it in hindsight. You don't need any dates, you can really do it late. Like uh, the dental assistant at my dentist office is giving it to her daughter for her 21st birthday. <laughs> But 21st birthday. Yes. But she's taking a lot of time. Like she gave, actually gave it to her on her birthday, partially filled out. And she said, like, she does it. She's like, should I watch Netflix or should I like sit here and think about what happened? And she's That's giving great. this beautiful gift. And uh, I and mean, it's when she does 21 years it,
0: after the kid was born.
1: 21. So, yeah. So know. probably some things you don't remember. So you just check it off here yeah, and no. there. And well, uh, a
0: coworker told me, I won't say the coworker's name, but a coworker told me a story recently of a friend who was so upset Not recently, but so upset because she found out that her mom had done the baby book one night with a bottle of wine when the kid was like 15 years old or 20 years old. And she was like, like, apparently the friend was really upset that she didn't have a fully completed baby book. And mom said, I found! Day. Really what she found was the bottle of wine. <laughs> and she filled it out and gave it to her. And I, I, apparently she was none the wiser for at least a few years. Wow! Um, so there was, you know.
1: But they, I, I think this one could be different to do it later because it's, I don't know, it's a labor of love and um, you get the funny stories. That's what they want. They yeah. want all the funny stories and when you know, you're a teenag- they're teenagers and you're fighting about something, you fill it out and you know, it jogs your memory and um, but so may- if if that book jogs her memory. It, well, with it's her a daughter. nice
0: retrospective. I mean, you you start the book by saying, "When we become three is a low maintenance and pressure free, wise yet whimsical way to capture all the milestones and special moments of your own special family." Within these pages, you can immortalize each incredible stage of baby's life and celebrate your own magical milestones as new parents. That's what I love about it, that it is special. It's completely unique. Yeah. There's no, you're, you're right. You're not going to find anything else that will tell the story the way this one will of your new family.
1: Yeah. And one of the things now, we're centered on ourselves too, which we have to be. Right. The parents have to look out for themselves, so it's baby's first, parents' first. So it's babies for a solid food, parents for a smushy food. Could you try it and how you feel? And it makes it more fun to do it. And it makes it more fun, you know, as, you know, to do
0: with your spouse. And um, like, for example, (laughs) um, arguments we've had, baby names, which team's miniature jerseys the baby will wear, colors for the nursery, whose favorite bands the baby is listening to in the womb, whether we need to take prep classes or other. So these are really things that people actually fight about, which yes. is kind of nice. And you, and maybe just by checking it off, you'll get a little memory that'll, oh, yeah. well, I really wanted the name to be X, and instead we named you Y.
1: Yeah. Um, and as you do it with your partner, you're talking about it and saying, you know, it brings you together, which is what um, Jean Kim's a columnist for psychologytoday.com, and she loved it, and she did a full-page article about it because... Um, she knows so many couples that argue at this point, and it really fosters communication. And there's actually a list of dividing up responsibilities,
0: like now you hear the so match much. made game, the match yeah. made in, ga- in heaven game. Yeah, yeah. It- Mom, sending the baby announcement, to changing the diapers. Yep, acting as baby's fashion place. I got that one. Reading the boarding parenting books. Did that. Prepping and cooking food, or. Ordering in, I prep and cook the food, getting up with baby at night, doing the laundry. Jeez, what is my husband going yep. to circle out of the list? <laughs> you Hold better on. show
1: him the list and Hold then on. he'll say, oh. Do you have a page in the back that's blank that I can start <laughs> adding a few? Bathing yeah. baby, he does that. <laughs> you can just write it in. And-
0: yeah, which is great about it. Um, yeah. And then also you have like baby's first baths. And then as you said, it's baby and then parent.
1: Right, because it's so hard to shower, right? When you first have the baby, you're so concerned, baby's first bath, this and that, or...
0: Yeah. What happens?
1: But you, like, it's a big thing. How am I going to get to take my own shower? See, it's cute. It's just a little checklist. Yeah,
0: and you said also it's Mad Libs, too. How Mm -hmm. old are your children now?
1: Now my daughter's in college. She's turning 19, and my son is 15. Do they
0: ever ask to see their book?
1: Well, they didn't have a regular one, and we do this together, and it's really fun. So um, I'm not finished yet. And with the second one... So So we become four. When we became four is about the siblings too oh that's great it's um so the sibling having the sibling is brings up a whole unique set of challenges because you're really you know you're comfortable generally a lot of times you've got your routine routines with your first one you do all this fun stuff and then you get really nervous you're gonna have the second one and well you have enough time for two kids and love for two kids and this and that and the sibling also has these worries you know the older kid was the star of the show and then this new person came in and um so so it's a whole new dynamic it's it's a whole new dynamic and it works in a lot of ways like the other one had the like sometimes the older one gets jealous or feel they're going to be replaced so this one includes them from the start like it starts mm. with the parents love story very similar to the first book mm-hmm. so if you did it you could just do the same thing the previous book yeah it's mostly <laughs> or you just check it in or you know the your, book one your oldest could check it in but then yeah. it's like how you each see the baby so the the little person is prepared, you know, your oldest sibling is kind of prepared, even the littlest, youngest one. Mm -hmm. And then it has like different jobs you could do like it had. That one also had between the parents, but it also has, you know, big sib, big help, even the littlest sibling, you know, how are you going to help? You could sing to baby. You could laugh, tickle, you know, and are you the fashion consultant? Are you a, a
0: like diaper drama? Although we've had practice in the diaper department, the challenge comes from two kids in diapers. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, if you have, Two kids that have yet to grow out of diapers, that's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, diapering you and potty training Big Sib, that has to be a nightmare. Uh, we're out of practice and forgot X, even if there's too big of a gap. Remembering to point baby boys down, that's that I can attest to the fact that can be a big problem. Having enough diapers and extra clothes for you and Big Sib or other. Yeah. Um, most challenging place to change a diaper. Have you had some pretty funny responses to that one? Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Do people There's share so with you some of their crazy stories? memories? Yes, it's really funny. Like, someone will just um, blurt this out to me, and they're glad they have a place to put it. Like, recently, uh, the When We Became Four just came out, and I sent it to a blogger who just had it. She's a grandma. And she's like, she was so fun, you know. Um, some one is baby's first tantrum, parents' first tantrum, and like to get yeah. to say that. And yeah, she liked the diaper stuff, and what else? Just um, best things about being your parents, and you know, hardest part. You know, hardest part of being a parent, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for the SIB. So the SIB can really get that out, and then they could talk about it because a lot of times you know people don't express themselves but the sibling relationship is one of those first relationships and sometimes it's just off on the wrong foot like jean kim told me this when she was her little sister was born i think they were 18 months apart her parents put took her out of the crib put the little one her little sister in her crib like, just, that's it. You're done. Oh, like, wow. So some people don't Total think about eviction, it. Total eviction, Yes. All of a sudden, this is your bed. Okay. New kid. Oh, jeez. And you're like, oh, you get this big, 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 you know, kid bed. But, you know, and so actually she scratched her sister. Uh-oh. There, I hear so many stories about that, about the big sieve, you know, um, wanting to put the baby in the couch, wanting to, and don't worry, it's temporary. Put the baby in the or couch. Stuff like, the baby like, in the couch. <laughs> Rich- <laughs> like, under the cushions? Put the baby in the oven.
0: Oh, that's not that's nice. That's a bad that's one. That's bad. Do not <laughs> do that.
1: Just a the baby. The in the couch, like, Not yeah. doing
0: any harm. Yeah. Well, just safekeeping. <laughs> Cons- consider it a swaddle of type. Right. right.
1: And the older said <laughs> was like, well, she's really cute, but we can return her now, yeah. can't we?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, my best friend was telling me that when she, so she has a four-year-old and now a one-year-old. Aww. And she has been waiting for the jealousy to kick in. She's like, mm. I have two girls. They're going to be jealous. It's going to happen. It hasn't yet happened. She's finding that the older one is, mom, you stay in bed. I'll go give Gracie Aww. the pacifier. I'll go play with Gracie so you could take a shower. And she's like, this is so amazing. I'm going to try to hold on to this moment, these yes. memories for when they're 13 and 15, or right. 15 and 17, and they're killing each other, and they're ripping each yeah. other's eyes out, and she's good. I'm going to think to myself, there was a time when all you two wanted to do was be together so and cute. be friends, because you're right, it's their first friendship, it's their first real relationship. Yeah,
1: but some people, like my kids, I have a boy and a girl, and they've, we, they grew up in New York City, they share a room, oh, boy. and they're friends. and Really? Good friends? They're good friends. Like they um, Skype each other. They FaceTime. Sorry, it's, it's Skype. So is, Skype is Skype. So two thousand thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> so they FaceTime and they support each other and they get annoyed at each other too. But but uh, your friend laid this great foundation and and I think the books, like both my books, try to try to help people do that because they show the optimism and they show wait this is happening but this is happening too like so that's beautiful so of course they're going to fight but they might like my daughter really sees herself her role as helping Nikki my daughter Willis she's so concerned about him and you know um it's really sweet and he looks up to her and he you know it's wonderful and they planted those seeds and they didn't they did it on their own they and no no the parents did it too Mm. like they you know like this is our baby you know you have to everybody's different and everybody will take what you say differently so if you say this is our baby the little one might say okay i'm going to take her down and show her all my friends so you just might have to supervise or this Mm -hmm. or that but um it's really nice it's creating like you are you're creating this family unit and i've had some friends who are like oh we can't do that because the baby's going to cry oh we can't do that because you know they blame the baby or they Put that out as an excuse, and that's not building a good relationship. That's yeah. not a good foundation. You never want to blame this person. You're like, oh, you know. So you have to, you know. um I think, think you have of, to
0: find what works for. You're right. You have to find what works for your family. I'm interested to hear because we started this by saying that you didn't want to be the traditional mom or the mom that you thought a. That you should be, you know, the mom that the book told you you were supposed to be. So now that you have kids that are teenagers and ones in college, how how has your expectation matched up with reality in terms of who you are as a mom? And maybe the books have helped that. Well,
1: I can't. I think the books have helped that because by imagining the books, I imagined all these scenarios and. Um, But uh, that's an interesting question. I guess I never thought I'd have kids this old. Like, um, my daughter's in college, and she's going to, you know, she's on her way. You know, she's creating her whole life. It's wonderful. And I guess, like, now, you know, before you're like, well, what's it going to be with these kids? Now it's like, what's it going to be, you know, without them, them, you know? It's such a funny journey, and they become, you know, they have your DNA and this and that, and... I have theirs, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know, my mother, myself, or my, my children, you know, we are so in tune and we're so, um, uh, so much a family unit, it's amazing. And were
0: you as strict as you thought you would be, were you as overbearing as you thought you would be, were you as kind and forgiving with them as you thought you would be, did your parenting style materialize the way you had hoped it would?
1: Um, I think that's a very good question. I think this goes back to what I just said, I guess I thought I'd have more time to do more things with them. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm, uh, I never had pictured myself as a mom like that and so I think I thought we'd have fun and we'd have adventures and we like to do that I think part of you know homework I think life gets in the way like they have a lot of homework at different times so yeah I I want us to go out like I I find I'm like okay you can do your homework later no no I'm not allowed (laughs) to say that I'm like because I want to build these moment these memories with them and life is more than homework or life is more than this and uh, so um but I don't know, I think I'm just like, I hadn't pictured myself in that role and it. And here I am. That, I and that's it. one of the reasons why I also
0: love the book is because I think it also forces you to, It when you go back and reread some of the things, when your child is 10 or 20 or 25 or when your child is having a child, you can go back and see. I think it, it paints a nice picture of who you also are as parents, you know. Did, Was I somebody who relished in the small things and the little moments that I take time to enjoy, you know, the seemingly insignificant moments of life that actually end up becoming the really big moments, the things that memories are made of? Um, Because the way that you write this, it's just favorite. Like there are some pages here that are loaded with questions and boxes to check and stuff. And there are some pages that are almost completely blank that you can fill in your own memory. So I'm just curious, uh, looking back, if... The life that you thought you would have, I guess, if you if you feel like you've reached that goal. Because so many new moms, myself included, are going to do these books, are, are talking to moms who have older kids, and you think, gosh, is it all going to end up the way that I think it should, or the way that I hope it will, or is this just going to be one hell of a wild ride that no one can tell me how it's going to end or where we're going to go? Right
1: i think it's um every case is individual and sometimes you're hit with different things that you don't expect in life uh i think it's always surprising like this like you were saying the days go slow and the years go fast it's that you know it's like you always think you'll have more you, you will you'll have more moments and different moments and uh part of it i think as your career changes and your relationship with your husband changes and so like I, I still have a very good relationship with my husband. We're still romantic, you know. We go out, we laugh together, and we, ha- we worked on keeping that fresh. And I think we worked on being a family that gets along. And I work on being a pa- being patient.
0: And mm. I worked. it's it on, come easily for you?
1: Well, like I think, as the youngest, I always had to wait and watch. So mm-hmm. I think that was an advantage. And I think, like, for my family and some arguments they've had, I. I learned I need to be patient or things might not be as bad. I'm going to try to stay calm in certain situations and I'm going to, so certain things I looked out for. That's an awesome
0: tool to have in your toolbox when parenting though.
1: It's so amazing. Like just take as a deep As somebody who breath. doesn't
0: have it, a lot of it. Yes. I I can, I can appreciate when someone has patience and spades. Yeah.
1: And I just like, I try to take a deep breath. What's going on here? How, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to be this wacky in, 10 minutes? You know, how long is this going to last? Am I in it? And like, no, we're bigger. We're bigger than this moment. We could get through it, you know. What are your needs? And like, it's, it's you know, uh, recognizing each other's needs and each other's reasons for getting to that place. So I think I'm, uh, I think we did that well as a family. And sometimes like not winning every argument. Like, I think I did that well. And I think my husband did that well, like sometimes, because, you know, one of you is So you're not saying
0: you were wrong. You're just saying that you didn't... Yes. You took the back seat.
1: Yeah. I'm like, well, okay. I get this, 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 and this. And he gets this and this. He's probably thinking he gets this. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, right, right. But it's like, in reality, okay, I'll give you that, you know? And he's like, and I'm sure he does that to me. Too, but um, I know some couples that are like, "Well, we just do whatever we want." We try not to do that. Like we do try to talk about.
0: Well, that's important. I think it <laughs> is very important to keep a unit together. Yes. And I think that the more kids you add to the to the the situation, yeah. <laughs> the tougher it gets to keep it together. If you don't have a good foundation, if you don't have if if it's not if it's not a good quality glue, you're not gonna. It's not gonna stay together very long. Right. That's I- what right and just caring and listening
1: makes such a difference like knowing my husband's trying Mm. there's all this stuff about emotional baggage and i think it's true but i think also you need to communicate and say what you need you know and and then you need to see you know because they might just want to do it you know um Mm. and i try to do the same for my husband you know like what does he need oh and i can't judge that and say well that's not important you know, if he needs it, I'll try to do it. And if I need something, he'll try to do it. Mm-hmm. And so knowing you're both trying is such, makes such a big difference.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a great place to, to stop. Um, w- but I do want to know what comes next. So when we became three, when we became four, is there going to be a five?
1: I don't know. This one, when we became four, was going to be when we became more. But when I was writing it, that second that that second child is such a changes the dynamic so much. It's mm. so per like the parents' relationship to the second one and to the first one and the kids' relationship to each other. So I couldn't do it. So I might do when we became more
0: Um, Will you ever do one that is sibling-driven without the parents?
1: Yes, sibling-driven is nice. This has both of them. I don't know. You know, there's so many I wanted to do. And there's so many variations like adoptive and just so many different ones. And I might get to that. I try to do like a few big articles or something else. Um, I had been working on a biography of a drug kingpin. Um, While doing this? After. I did the...
0: Jill, you went from writing a book about... I did when we
1: became three. <laughs> about
0: baby's first bath to, to, to a dog yes. kingpin to then... Well, I did a story... To then if there are yeah. enough diapers for both?
1: <laughs> I did wow. a story for the time... Well, when that one came out, I was very nervous before it came out. And I was like, okay, I need to throw myself into an assignment. And I had this story that I knew would be very good. And so it wound up writing it for the New York Times. And then the, it was about a drug kingpin. Very interesting story. Mm. Because, go big or go
0: home, huh, Jill? Yeah, it was fascinating.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was fascinating because you didn't know if he was good or bad. Uh-huh. And he was spent 20 years in prison, and now he's was helping seniors stay fit. Great story. Oh, but, wow. like, there's so much. It was very complicated, so I started to work on that. And then that was... Didn't go. There were a few things that came up, including some family things, and I put that on hold. Uh, but I did do a bunch of, you know, freelance writing in between. between, the between. The two. Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm, I'm doing. I'm trying to focus on more writing and
0: short stories or whatever. And then I might do. I'll, I'll, I'll return to one. this one. You, I think you said you were um, a bit surprised by the success of it. I mean, it's it's sold out. You said it's. Sold yeah. out in a number of different places. Amazon yeah. just restocked. Is that what you said?
1: You well sold over thirty thousand copies. And wow! Like an average book sales from like the million dollar to the lowest is like five thousand books. Most books the average is like 5,000 even by some you know breakout novelists because they're new like the first time and uh so the book is very popular and it got some great reviews it's from a small publisher which small medium which makes it a little bit harder there's more challenges Mm -hmm. and uh but uh, people really seem to love it and it's become a go-to present and And I'm I'm happy about that. Now, this one um, is just starting when we became four is just starting its life. And I don't know what will happen because you always say, well, the second one, people don't do a memory book or this or that. But um, so now I'm, I'm so grateful that you're having me on the podcast. Thank you so much to help spread the word. And uh, we'll see.
0: um... It is a nice, um, what I love about it as well is that it is a nice activity to, as you said, to include the older sibling. And so if you're not somebody who runs out to fill out the baby books, and admittedly, I I thought I would be, I'm not, but this, I can not only do it for Matthew my first, but then when we have another one. I can sit down with Matthew if, if he's of an age that he can help me yeah. and we can do it together. And it is a nice, it's a present that the, that the new, that baby number two benefits from, but baby number one has the opportunity to actually participate in. So it's nice right. in that regard.
1: Yeah. And they feel important.
0: Yeah. And because uh, they're doing
1: it with you. Yeah. Which that's is a great wonderful. point. Thank you. Yeah. Cause you could do it. I was thinking they could do it, you know, on quiet time or cuddle up to read books, even if they're really little. Because they like to hear about themselves and they they get it. Even if they can't
0: write, they can still um, articulate some things or they can at least help you. I mean, not everything, again, as I said earlier, not everything is a blank page. There are blank pages um, and there are lots of check boxes that they could help you with or whatever. Do you recommend people do this in pen or pencil?
1: I would recommend, I don't know, color do pen, sleep purple.
0: Depri- <laughs> <laughs> if you do it with sleep deprivation on deck, I don't know, maybe it's better to do it in pencil so you can be like, wait, I didn't really mean that. That's not my kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's
1: a part, there's a question. Um, how do you, wait, we describe ourselves as sleep-deprived zombies, yeah. you know, why, well, like, Big six,
0: big Sib tells all. That's a baby I thought that was a playmate rival, student to teach, little person to boss around, or a little me. Right, yeah. And I think some kids might check all of those. Yes, and it
1: changes. It's supposed to, yeah. like, I wonder if you look at it, you might say, oh, is that repetitive? They ask that at this point. But that's because the relationship changes, and one day you might right. be angry. And, right. you know, it's cute. Big Sib's role at mealtime. Um, it could be chef's assistant
0: or unruly patron you know rolling the it's food it's very cute it's it, it, it's it's very very creatively written so it's we hope that people we i hope it brings people together in in terms of getting the family unit together to say let's do this fun activity turn off the tv shut down the iphone shut down the ipad you know no you can't hit or beat your brother or sister you have to sit down and we're going to talk about us as a family so it's a nice way of doing that uh, where can people find you and where can people find these books Okay, so I'm on
1: Twitter, mm-hmm. and I have um, I'm on Facebook, and the book has a Facebook page. When we became three, I don't have a separate one for when we became four. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, what's
0: your Twitter handle?
1: At Jill Carol Weiner. So and name. yeah, and my website is www.jillcarolweiner.com, and okay. you could reach me through my website. That's awesome. Yeah. And again,
0: you do not need. I want to. Emphasize: You do not need to be caught up on your sleep in order to do any of this. It is that simple. You you don't need to wait until your kid is eighteen to do, to do this for fear <laughs> right. that you will only be able to put together a coherent thought. I don't it.
1: mind the person with the glass of wine, though. I think yes. you know they don't <laughs> right, they didn't do the book just do it hang That's out fine, or right? even do it with your teenager you know yeah. <laughs> and whatever just
0: it's, yeah. it's a great idea well thank you so much we really appreciate it and you can buy these wherever books are sold yes wherever
1: but I call like ahead I sometimes like just to make sure call ahead to make sure they have it but... because
0: it's been sold out in certain places yeah okay great jill thank you so much thank you teresa Free Motherhood with Teresa Priolo is part of the Fox 5 Podcast Network. This episode was recorded, edited, mixed, made awesome by Matt Onimus. The executive producers are myself, Matt Onimus, and Imad Ashgar. Byron Harmon is VP of News, and our vice president and general manager of Fox 5 is Lou Leone. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you just want to say hi, reach out to me on Twitter at Fox5Teresa or on Facebook, Teresa Priolo NY. And stay tuned for our next episode.